This is Reset. I'm Natalie Moore in for Sasha Ann Simons. Everything Danny Dunson does depends on being a visual artist. His work as a historian, an advisor, a curator, and a writer. Now he's bringing his talents to the DuSable Museum of African American History in Chicago. He recently stepped in as the museum's director of curatorial services, and he joins us now to discuss this and more. Danny, welcome to Reset. Thank you so much. Thank you. Congratulations on your new gig. You've been on the job for several months now. How's it going so far? Well, first off, thanks again for the congratulations. It's it's been wonderful. I think this is week eleven, so it's it's been great. It really has. What does this role mean to you? It's a, quite a big deal to me, actually. Um, growing up in the Chicagoland area living in this city properly for over 20 years and working within art history uh, and researching the art of global blackness, as well as many topics within our own culture as African-Americans, both here and abroad. It means the world to me to be able to bring all of my talents to this jewel box of the institution that I've always admired, I grew up going to, and it's, it's in my backyard. It's in the same neighborhood I live in, in, in Hyde Park. So I'm just honored. I, I find it to be one of the greatest accomplishments that, that I could have in my career to work in this, this wonderful beacon on the South Side that holds so many stories. And I'm happy to be a part of one of those narratives. Do you remember your first time visiting DuSable, or do you have a memory from childhood that you haven't let go of? Quite a few. I think my earliest memories would be going to the DeSable on field field trips and seeing the Harold Washington exhibition where we have the animatronic mannequin on display who moves and speaks and tells Harold's story. And I just remember seeing Harold Washington as a really small child uh, during his second election and knowing something major was happening and then going to see a place that housed his information and his identity was even important to me as a kid. And that's the importance of visual work. I, I always liked Harold Washington's face as a kid. He looked like a nice uncle, like a nice grandfather. And he still has that effect on viewers. Young children are mesmerized by that now almost historic exhibition itself that's still in place here. So I think that's something that's stuck in my mind. And I'm happy to see that it's still something that we, we house to this day. Tell us more about what you're going to be doing as the Director of Curatorial Services and what you hope to bring to the museum. Well, I, as a curator, am going to be working on bringing a lot of different exhibitions to the museum, working with the exhibitions that are on the way already before I arrived here and helping all of the visual aspects of that, writing, conceptualizing, and also being a huge community partner with all of the other museums that are in the area and hopefully creating partnerships throughout the nation as well as partnerships around the world. I'm really interested in the continent of Africa where I've done quite a bit of work over the last eight years and I'm already thinking of ways of which we can partner within exhibitions and in kind of unifying our stories that are already unified, but giving people visual examples of, of our origins as well as our journey 
and helping to raise that idea of what freedom is, which is a constant struggle for us, and, and it's a constant journey for us to, to, to settle into our own freedom and define what that means for us. And we're still dealing with so many different modalities of oppression. So I think one of my main roles is to, to elevate the museum's cultural profile, to bring younger audiences to it, to bring older audiences back to it, to constantly keep things here that will incite visitors and bring a sense of pride to the oldest independent African-American history museum in the nation, in the world, actually. Can you tell us any exhibitions that are in the pipeline or even something that you dream about bringing to DuSable? <laughs> now, Natalie, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm not supposed to tell. Just give us a little uh, hint, something. I can tell a few little things. Um, okay. It's, uh, and this is something that was in the works before um, I, I came. We are presenting a film called Equiano. And it is premiering here on the 15th of February for Black History Month. Equiano is about our origin story. Oladwa Equiano wrote his own narrative in 1789 after being captured from Nigeria and brought to Barbados. And this movie deals with his childhood in West Africa, in Nigeria, during 1746 to 1756, and then tells the Middle Passage story through the lens of a child's point of view. And it's as if he has Instagram, so he miraculously has a cell phone hundreds of years ago, and he's videotaping everything that's going on and taking selfies of himself and walking us through the story in a very modern way, but it's also very integral to history and the actual memoir that was written by this once enslaved, then brought himself to freedom hero in our history that a lot of people don't know about. So we're starting there, and there will be a visual exhibition along with the film that is basically highlighting all of our West African and Central African art collection. And that's where I come in, as well as our education department. And we're really excited about this. So the main visual exhibition will open in March, but the film exhibition opens in February. And then stay tuned for what happens in May. <laughs> we're going to be okay. partnering with another major museum, I'll say that much. And we're going to be activating some things here in our roundhouse annex, which is the building behind the main building that was built in the late uh, 19th century, which is now ours. And we're going to house an amazing exhibition starting in May. So we'll tell you more about that later. All right. We will definitely follow up with that when you're ready to talk. You're listening to Reset. I'm Natalie Moore in for Sasha Ann Simons, and that's Danny Dunson. He's Director of Curatorial Services at DuSable Museum of African American History in Chicago. And we're talking about his new role at the museum. Danny, what have been some missed opportunities at the museum that you hope to correct? Hmm. I don't know if there have been a lot of missed opportunities, but when you're working within a Black institution, I think a lot of national and state funding misses us. And I think the voice of people who are marginalized, who have a history of marginalization and oppression, is often a voice that is erased and silenced or ignored. So I think by raising the cultural profile, 
getting us more on social media, getting us more in the classrooms of students in our neighborhoods of all walks of life, because this is our history, definitely within African-American community and the black community at large, but this is also America's history and the world's history. So I think one of the opportunities we're really going to take going forward is to, to get our stories out there, be in charge of our narratives, and bring them in a contemporary way that is relative and relating to, relevant rather, and relating to those who think that museums are these white boxes, these cubes, these marbled halls that they're not welcomed in. And we're all so excited. After this pandemic time, after the quarantine and shutdown times, we're reopening with a fresh eye and realizing that we are nothing without our young people, without our seniors, without our middle-aged parents and individuals who come and support our museum, and we want to reach out more. So I think we're just taking this opportunity to truly connect in person, through the virtual space, through social media, in any way that we can, and really expand our reach as well as outside of the country, as we mentioned. So we're looking at our, our to just amplify all that we've been doing on a much larger scale. And I think that will bring a big opportunity for people to discover us in a new way and also discover their own history. You've mentioned some partnerships that DuSabo will have with other museums. How can DuSabo compete with and complement existing museums in Chicago, the country, or even, as you just mentioned, the globe? And I think that's what it is. And I like the word complement. You know, I don't think of it as a form of competition if we all have the same goal in mind. And we all have our own individual identities as museums and different objectives and different visions. Our vision is the same as Dr. Margaret Burroughs' founding vision, which is to tell the story of Africans in America, to connect with the diaspora all around the globe, to connect with the continent, and to unify and come together and celebrate us. We have to be a counter to the things that we see on television that don't always uplift us and that that don't think about our humanity and don't centralize our existence. And that's what we're trying to do at this museum. So with another museum that might have a similar objective or a similar vision, we're able to partner and collaborate in ways by sharing exhibitions, by creating different activations. Uh, one, one museum might have a really large exhibition going on, and then we might do a smaller activation in partnership with them. And that way we can both collectively receive a lot of interest, get the education out, also receive different funding and different donations from people because it's not going to just one pool. They're looking at it as a complete cultural collective. So that's what we're looking to do when we partner with any place. We're looking to see how it benefits us both, but most importantly, how it benefits the people we're serving. Have you started thinking about the Obama Presidential Center's museum and DuSable working together? Absolutely. Absolutely. That is on our mind. It, it's something that we, we want to lead the way with partnerships in the South Side. There's so many wonderful institutions from University of Chicago and the Smart Museum and Museum of Science and Industry. And, of course, the DuSable Museum, we're all in the same area. And the welcomed and exciting place of the Obama um, Foundation 
it's just something that will just add to this whole demographic here, this whole geographical area. So we're looking for it to be like miles of education, all here on the south side of not just education, but also connecting and, and telling stories, experiencing different events, cultural events, theater, art, writing, books, everything. So with our nation's first African-American identified president seeking this area to be the house of his foundation um, is very appropriate with him being from Chicago and had lived here for some time. But it's also something we're looking forward to doing quite a bit of partnership with. And we're ready. On its website, DuSable Museum says it strives to be a vital part of socially equitable reconciliation of our nation's historic divisions. What kind of role do you see museums playing in doing that kind of work? And what is that work for people who may not have heard that museum language? Yeah, I think when you talk about historical division, just the term African-American history, for some people they think that's a divisive term because you're privileging a certain type of history. But what's happening is they're not realizing that anything that takes place in this place we call America, if you're considered an American or if you're part of the story, it's your history as well. And there are sides of histories that people stand on or their ancestors stand on that they have to reconcile with and they have to reckon because you don't want to repeat some of these negative things. So I think with our storytelling, with our exhibition making, with our community outreach and our education goals, we have the chance to truly represent ourselves for ourselves and also engage with those who are not necessarily in our community, but those who need to know this history just as much as anyone else has does. And that's what that reconciliation is about. It's about getting rid of those barriers. This is a place that's open and welcome to everyone, but expect when you come here to hear a specific story and from a specific point of view, and that's the point of view of the people who who have built and created this institution and also the people of this community and this society at large. Um, and I think there is a, a need of that, and also there's a desire in that after 2020, we're breaking down so many barriers and we're trying to think about so many different intersections within our fraught society and how we can right some of these wrongs and how we can look forward to a future to build on to doing greater and better things and treating each other as humans and, and humanely. And that's the goal of this museum and that's by telling our story and I think one of the best ways is to be ahead of your story, to be in charge of it, to bring a point of view that's from your own, that is not um, for something outside of yourself, but something that's from within. And that's what we're doing. We're seeking stories that are authentic and that are bringing a certain level of, again, that are celebrating our humanity. And that has to be from the point of view of us. You'll be continuing to do the work of Legacy Brothers, which I follow on Instagram and how I learned about your work. Um, tell us about Legacy Brothers and what you're personally working on. Uh, Brothers is an art consultancy that works with developing visual artists who are primarily self-taught. And we have endowed these visual artists with financial grants and resources in order for them to develop their practice through a virtual residency, which I host with different artists around the world. And 
just to basically get their skills, their conceptual skills and their technical skills to a level that accredited galleries will look at their work. So it gives them a leg up into the contemporary art world because they don't have uh, bachelors of arts or masters and they haven't been featured by this magazine or done this premier residency. We kind of create a resource where we get them press, we, we train them, we, we, we tell them about the marketplace and, and it's something that I've been doing for quite some time and I, I formalized it in 2020 and I'm very excited. We were able to have many success stories. All of the artists are represented by, by galleries now and one artist has even come to Chicago as a student from Nigeria, he's now getting his master's of fine art at the Art Institute of Chicago. So I'm really excited about the work I'm doing. I'm looking forward to doing it again this coming year with new artists, and hopefully I'll be able to balance it all together. That's Danny Dunson, Director of Curatorial Services at DuSable Museum of African American History right here in Chicago. Danny, thanks for your time, and good luck in this new role. Thank you, Natalie.